Cold. Cold weather, hot show, hot mics. Live from New York, it's the show that's having a heated debate about the most underrated Christmas candy, which is... You don't even have it. You no, I think it's gingerbread house roofs. <laughs> gingerbread Hold house roofs. First things first. Our Today, boss is here and wild freezes up every time. I got nervous. <laughs> Today, America's team meets America's favorite segment for Dak and the Cowboys. Must win. Meanwhile, the GOATs vote. Tom Brady says Christian McCaffrey is the MVP. Mm. Could this actually sway the voters for him? Maybe. Does Tom Brady have a vote? I'm he thinking. should. It got me thinking. Yeah. Oh, it got me thinking. And finally, in one hour, it's the best segment in all of sports media. It's Thank Nick's you. Tears alongside Chris Broussard. I'm no. Kevin Wilds. Nick, any surprises within the tears? Just how great they are. Oh. I mean, I know oh, that's sorry. not really a surprise, but uh, even if you disagree with the order, the names this week are so oh, wonderful. I'm the names are actually the star. I know. Yeah, the names yeah, are great. The, yeah. the orders are really crazy, but the names <laughs> yeah. are great. Uh, we start with the Cowboys being slight underdogs in Miami Sunday at 4 on Fox, Mark's game of the week. Cowboys 3-4 and four on the road, looking to bounce back after getting smoked in Buffalo. Miami fresh off of dismantling the Jets and their overrated defense. <laughs> you know what? No, I do know. They're not good. <laughs> wow. It's true, though. Is this a must-win for Dallas? Go, Nick. Well, as you have described, there are different types of must-wins. There is the tangible must-win, like for playoff or Super Bowl hopes, you've got to have it. And then there's the vibes must-win. Correct. So so this week, I would argue, Philly is facing a must-win both. Tangibly, it's a must-win because of who they're playing for the yes. division. And vibes-wise, it's an absolute must-win. Double must-win. Baltimore, I would argue, playing neither. Tangibly, they don't have to have it. And vibes-wise, they don't have to have it. If they right. lose to San Francisco this week, no one's going to panic. Houston is facing just a tangible must-win. Gotcha. They need it for their playoff we hopes. Totally but even if they lose... We've come so far. Th- yeah. Even if they lose... He's stalling. The, no. Because I, I, No, I'm, I'm leading up to it. I think you're going to agree with me. For Dallas, it is just a vibes must win, not a tangible must win. Because as I described, explained yesterday, they can lose to Miami and still be in the exact same position to win the division. It's all about whether or not Philly's going to drop a game. Mm -hmm. But if they lose to Miami, even if Philly drops the game against the Giants, and it's like, oh my gosh, the Cowboys are really in position to win the NFC East – People will still panic. You will still mentally downgrade them off the contender tier, I feel. And I think they will have real doubt set in about are we what Brew has described us as outside of AT&T Stadium. And what is so unique to me about this game is whomever, somebody has to win this game, somebody has to lose it. And there will be referendums on both teams accordingly. If Miami loses this game, Brew, it will be a vibes disaster. Yeah. And if they win it, people will be like, oh, look, they, they played some fighters, not some break dancers. They showed right. they could do it. And the flip side for Dallas. So it's a must win from an emotional perspective, but not a practical perspective. That's how I feel. I, I do agree with that. This is an absolute must win for the Cowboys, not from a record standpoint. 
They are an SBOB team. I think you guys will actually agree with me now. In fact, you did about a month or two ago, right? You agreed they were SBOB. No, I, no, I did not, Brew, and I'm not going to no, argue with the SBOB. They don't have to get to the no. – them getting to the conference championship is good enough. It would be the best. Brew, I'm not having the same argument. It's not good enough, but it would, can, there no. is no bus. Dallas there Cowboys, no you need to get to the Super Bowl. <laughs> or bus. And if they lose this game – they are not getting to the Super Bowl. Wow. They're not getting to the Super Bowl because it will just – look, their antennas couldn't be any more on alert. We, we got to – man, we, is there really something wrong with us on the road? Like, we can't win on the – not only can we not win on the road against good teams, we get destroyed by good teams on the road. Correct. So let's go out there and prove otherwise. Can we beat good teams? We beat Philly, yeah, at home, but we're one in three against teams with winning records. Let's go out and prove we can beat a good team. If they go with all of that in their minds, if they go there coming off a bad loss in Buffalo and get beat, I mean, it'd be nice if they nicer if they play close and lose, but just getting beat, because I don't look, Miami to me is cute. But they are not a Super Bowl contender. They're as not far a as contender. Winning. Now they're, they're nice. They're a little, a little Would slightly that? dangerous. They're not tough enough to me to win the Super Bowl. Okay. And so if Dallas goes there and loses to Miami, how in the world am I supposed to expect them to win three games on the road in the, the NFC when there are at least two teams on their level? My, Miami it won't happen. Is zero and three against teams currently above yeah, five hundred? Lost enough. to the Bills. Got rolled. Rolled by the Eagles, and the Chiefs put up 21, which they rarely do. Uh, Cowboy, you're very confident in the Cowboys, even though the Bills ran for 266. Yeah. Dolphins like to run the ball. I assume Mike McDaniel has been in the lab cooking something interesting. Yeah, up. I think Why the, are you so confident? They run differently, but they yeah, run. Yeah, because I think the Cowboys, first of all, one of their best run stoppers was out for the game. Everyone's dealing with injuries, but I just think that should be noted going right. into that game. They had dra- they drafted Massey Smith in the first round to try to be a you know, D-tackle run defender. He's been a rookie who struggled. So they had some weaknesses there, but also I think it caught them off guard. I think it caught all of us off guard that the Bills' game plan was going to try to win that way. I don't think any of us saw that game plan coming. That's no no excuse. No, no, no. I'm not saying it's an excuse, but Wilds has asked me why it would feel differently. I think they know exactly what Miami is going to try to do. Miami is going to do what they have done all year long. Throw it to Tyreek Hill. Well, I think they use the run as a threat to set up the pass, very similar Mm -hmm. to what San Francisco is doing. Not starting a purdy conversation, but it is is the Mike McDaniel via Kyle Shanahan system. And so I don't think it's going to catch them off guard. Also, and uh, I think we can show it to you. I might use it a little earlier, Hubs. I apologize. Dallas off a loss. I know Brew last year, Brew was talking about how they've been a bad road team for back-to-back years. So since for the, over the last two and you know two plus years, off a loss, it's not only that they haven't lost back-to-back games; they have dominated their opponent. Do we and have a tomato? I, Do we know how many of those nine wins were against? Well, the I know that games? I know that this year Probably one of them. Of them at least. Well. This year, I remember very well, one of them was against certified tomato can New England because you guys tried to sell me on that the Cowboys could potentially be on upset alert against them after losing to the Cardinals. I don't remember who they played right after Philadelphia, but they blew them out. And let me say one other thing about Dallas is the one in three against teams with a winning record is accurate. It's also accurate to say three in three against teams 500 or better. That Seattle, that, hold on. No, no, no Seattle moved out of tomato How many category. 500 or better? How many 500 teams? Seven and seven at this point. Yeah. 
are legit Super Bowl contenders. Well, I would say Buffalo, which is well, Buffalo's eight, eight and six. six. Buffalo's above. Is, is there any no. seven and seventeen? Well, so here's I guess the point that I would make is this: the, r- Seattle and the Rams. Right now, the Rams are in the playoffs. Seattle's the first team out. Mm-hmm. Either of those teams could be playoff teams, and Dallas beat both of them. So I do think there is a, there is a very real possibility that when the playoff field is set in the NFC, that Dallas will have played five of the other six playoff teams and beaten four of them. Beat Philly. We'll see if they, I think they're going to beat Detroit. They've already beaten the Rams. They've beaten Seattle. The one team they would have played and not beaten, obviously, is San Francisco, Francisco, which is the big boogeyman of the conference right now. But I think Dallas's struggles against good teams is maybe right now a touch overstated. I think it is because they're we one saw, in three. Right, but they're one in three. The, I, I understand they're one in three. But so, will you feel differently about Dallas if the Rams and Seattle win this week, and they're both above five hundred? Will you fundamentally change your opinion me, on them? I, I will fundamentally change my opinion if when I see what they do against Miami. Okay. That's what it will. Okay. That's the way to do it. Don't answer the question. No. Answer your own yeah. and, and the run game, <laughs> it'll be interesting quickly. Philadelphia and uh, – or, I'm sorry, San Francisco mm-hmm. and Buffalo ran, like, with power over the Cowboys. Cowboys are small and fast. Yeah. Miami's fast and small, right, that's too, a, so it'll a be interesting exactly right. to see how they do against this run game. Uh, Mike McCarthy's teams have been excellent in December. 47-20 and 20 in his career, 12-3 and three with the Cowboys. McCarthy weighed in on the gauntlet of upcoming games. Take a listen. You know, hey, we, this, this, this gauntlet of games is laid up nice for us, and this is an example of it. Man. None of us feel good about what happened you know, in Buffalo yesterday. You know, it's... That, that's not who we are. That's you know, as far as how, what we believe in our team. Um, and hey, we we've done the right things. We've given them credit. But same breath, we we this is a totally different challenge going to Miami. Okay. So here's where's where they were. Uh, they beat Seattle, beat the Eagles, lost to Buffalo, and then you got the Dolphins home against the Lions. Then the Frisky Commanders, where everyone wants to give up on, but Sam Howell could let you up. Wilds, you have been give up the ghost on the Commanders. You've been trying to sell us the Sam Howell thing all year. They uh, finally showed a like pulse. They, they, they finally he showed a pulse this week because they put Jacoby Brissett in the game. Josh, Don't you yards? dare start I'll, talking Sam Howell. Just do this. We're trying to help you here, buddy. Try to help you. You lost Eric Bianami. All the- of a sudden, Sam Howell cooking everybody. <laughs> <Okay. up. laughs> hey, uh, will this stretch be good or bad for Dallas, bro? Well, I agree with Mike McCarthy in that this is perfect because the two questions can we beat good teams consistently? Mm-hmm. Can we win on the road? They get to answer that. Like, to get beat the way they did just last week. And now, immediately, you get to answer both of those questions. I think that's great. Like, if they were coming, going to play Carolina at home. Stomping them by 30 in Texas means nothing. Now, if they go to Miami and get a win, they're feeling better about themselves. Their fans are feeling better about them. So I I agree with McCarthy that this is when you want to go through the test. And I got to be honest, I'm leaning toward thinking this will be good for them. I do think I'm leaning. I'm not making my pick yet, but I'm leaning toward them beating Miami. And, you know, I think Detroit is a notch below San Francisco, Philly, and Dallas. I think those are the three teams, and I don't think Detroit's on their level. So they could win these next two. Now, Philly was feeling good about its gauntlet at first. And then the the end of the gauntlet, they struggled. So we'll see how Dallas does, but I'm leaning toward thinking this will be good for them. Yeah, listen, I think it's great for Dallas. Because I agree, I also I believe Dallas is going to go to Miami and win, and I believe they're going to beat Detroit, and I don't think Washington's any good. So I think they are going to go into the playoffs hot, feeling good, but not 
so hot they feel invincible. They will have a recent enough reminder of we can get our heads handed to us if we're not totally buttoned up from the from the Buffalo game. And if I'm wrong, if if the Cowboys collapse here, they, go ahead, Wilds. I think that's on the board. What, what, it's on the so board. I think it's on the board They're that Miami can embarrass team. you in Miami. Just, we just saw a little – we just saw Sean McDermott throw a little new wrinkle at the Cowboys, and they had no answer for it. So, you don't think Mike McNeil can throw more wrinkles with that offense where all of a sudden Dan Quinn looks silly out well, there? No, I think – what I think personally is I'm not sure if Miami's going to be able to block Dallas the way Buffalo did. I also am very confident Miami's defense is not going to have the success against Dallas that Buffalo's defense did in that specific game. But I – at, at some point – we're running out of teams like that you guys that I feel like that you guys consider are any good. Like the I know you have questions about Philly, you have questions about Dallas. I thought you had major questions about Miami. I know yeah. you have major questions about the Chiefs. Is it I think you are coming from a place of everyone but San Francisco stinks and I guess Washington. But that that and if the, no. and I just, Super Bowl and I, I let I me ask you this. Yeah, if he's ahead. right. Mm-hmm. Let's say Miami beats Dallas by Ten or more points. Yeah. That would have to concern Oh, I said it. I said it after Monday that the Miami game is a fork in the road that for, to me for the Cowboys season. Like, you, if they beat Miami, they are, in my opinion, going to go 13-4. and four. They, I think they will win the division because I think Philly has another loss coming up because Philly, to me, is in shambles. I know we'll get to That's them a in shock. a moment. Yeah. And, and there won't be, to me, real room for criticism other than you can't say they are clearly the best team in football because the Niners exist. But like that is by any metric an excellent regular season. If they collapse, if they lose to Miami and then lose to Detroit and they limp into the postseason, then you know what? Then they're not the team that I thought they were and they need some significant changes. But if they changes. just lose to Miami and say beat Detroit at home, yeah, and beat Washington. I will still have a major. Yes, then it's, it's a, not. You, you, know you know will I mean? not be able to be confident. Then go on the road and win. Yeah, the, yeah. A, absolutely. That's, and if they, they full on collapse, the must win. If I can get well, Nora Princiati, who wrote the great story on Aaron Rodgers on mm-hmm. the Ringer today, she has been she's sharp reporter. She has been just kind of floating out there the idea of if Dallas were to full on collapse and Jerry Jones were to react negatively to it, that we should keep an eye on the Cowboys as the potential Belichick destination. I, I've heard and, that. And, I, and that is, that, and so maybe people will think I'm trying to go too glass half full when I'm saying, like, I don't think they'll collapse, but if they collapse, it could long run be good. I'm not arguing that. But I think if there is a full, I don't be- agree with Brew that it's, the reason I disagree with Brew on Super Bowl or bust is, I think if they make the conference title game, it is an excellent season. But if they collapse, if they go from 10-3 and three to limping into the playoffs and have a short playoff run, I do think there will be a bust. I do think there will be a significant change, and it's not going to be the quarterback who would have to be the coach. I don't know how that Belichick thing works. I, know, I, I don't either. I'm, I'm how how do you go from like... Jerry's not giving him... He, you think he wants Jerry in his ear God, every no. day? If yeah. Kraft is like, hey, why don't we hire a GM? And Belichick's like, no, I'm out of here. The, if that's the solution, I'm yeah, out of here. But like, I'm going to Dallas where – But if it's a short-term yeah, marriage to get Shula's record, to have a franchise quarterback, and to potentially win a Super Bowl, maybe you do it. And for a buckets and buckets of money, then that's probably Dan a bigger Quinn, topic Then for you don't need day. Dan Quinn? I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Wilds. Say no on that one. A.J. Brown caught five balls for 56 yards against Seattle. Also caught some heat from frustrated Eagles fans on Twitter who floated the idea – that Jalen Hurts was too locked in on him. He responded 
When I make plays, everyone is happy. But when it's incomplete, it's that I'm making him throw me the ball. I get blamed for more stuff than anyone, and I'm tired of you guys playing with my character. Nick, do you think this is something or nothing? Uh, Brew, I think it's something. I don't, we don't yet know that Philly can deal with adversity. We don't. They were 26-3 and three with Jalen as a starter uh, as a, for over the last two years, since the beginning of last season to right now, uh, and now they've lost three in a row. So they've dealt with as much losing in the last 20 days as they had dealt with in, you know, in 18 months. You don't think losing the Super to Bowls it. tough to bounce I, back from? I think that's because apart. they already defied I, what most Super Bowl losers do. I don't know that they have yet. Just have what a do you bad mean? season. I, uh, see, I don't a lot think of those the, teams miss the playoffs. By the way, I don't think that that really measures up these days. I don't think most Super Bowl losers in modern NFL all of a sudden fall off entirely. Cincinnati went right back. Kansas City went right back as far as to the postseason. You don't usually see a team lose the Super Bowl and then go win it. San Francisco had their quarterback hurt the following year, so there, you know, there's some outlier stuff. There. What's modern, but um, the last five, the last, years last five so? ten years, I think, yeah, <laughs> I think, I think, re, I think that used to be a bigger thing than it is now. And so I, I don't know what I mean. I think we've already seen signs of panic from Nick Sirianni. They they changed defensive coordinators without officially doing it, trying to do it in the dark of night. Like, no, he's not fired. He's just going to yeah. be in the box. I and and you have AJ Brown, who's a combustible guy. Who the other thing he was tweeting about was Jalen missed the throw. That it was that that I mean it was. Yeah, so I think right now the Eagles are in the worst spot they've been in under Sirianni, and I don't necessarily trust him to pull them out of it. They're fine. Uh, A.J. Brown, wasn't he running his mouth last year during the playoffs, if, yes. I, if I remember correctly? They made the Super Bowl and came close to winning it. I think they've had adversity. I think things like that with him running his mouth last year, they got through that. And they had some tough games last year that they got through. You had your quarterback injured last year, Jalen Hurts. This year he's been injured throughout the season, even though he's playing. I think this is good for them. They they a little cocky, especially Sirianni. And I think this is some humble pie mm-hmm. that is just what they need. Now, I want if they struggle over these next three games, then I'm gonna be you really lose concerned. To the Giants, but I that's want a I want two out of these three wins. Just take all three. Blowout. No, oh, no. I want them oh, all out. Three saying, wins. Okay. Okay, I want two of them to be blowout. So, so I'm sure. shocked totally you, you're not more unnerved by the Seattle game. Because they got blowout. They got, they got blo- leading into it, they should have been on full alert. Blown out by the Niners when the Niners called their shot. Blown out by Dallas when you could have ended the division right then and there. And he locked in at worst the three seed, basically, and probably the two. And then in the Seattle game, your go-to play, the tush push, somehow that gets screwed up. That's a little unnerving. That that, that you had a chance to go up two scores, you don't because that get a penalty called on it. Then your defense, when you know... It is Drew Lock passing every play. You just have to defend the pass. You let him carve you up at ease without facing a fourth down on this 90-second drive. And then Jalen has an opportunity. It's getting field goal range. We've seen Jake Elliott get a 59-yarder. And Jalen, to me, makes a mental error there. That wasn't I even agree. a physical error. That was a, a mental error. That is if I were, you've been blown out in two straight weeks. Your go-to play somehow you screw it up. Your defense falters against a quarterback who has never had a significant NFL moment, and then your leader quarterback 
makes throws two completions and two picks in the fourth quarter. That that to me was a five alarm fire of a loss. And I, I'm it was a bad loss. I think one thing they'll do is get back to the run more and and, mm-hmm. and focusing more on running instead. Like those passes late were uncharacteristic, and I think they'll learn from that. A, a bad game in a 17 game season, a stretch of bad games. Odd, odd when he's killer. talking about commitment. Yeah. Odd when he's saying, "No, nah, that's good." And, that's good. and getting that's back to your run game when you might be without, over-analyzed. they might be without both of their starting guards this week against uh, the Giants. Their left guard just had thumb surgery. Their right guard is already dealing with an injury. I, Jason Kelsey's a great player, but if he's without the two guys <clears throat> alongside him, it could be harder. I think Philly's in real they trouble. Should beat the Giants. Oh, you of course they should beat the Drew Locke. Everybody's not beats bad. Drew Locke. No. Brady impacting MVP votes, maybe. Uh, Drew Locke's Kansas City's I got to do this Fox Sports. Well, then stop defending Drew Drew Locke. Oh, he played Grays out there. Are you ready to take control of your health and conquer your weight loss goals? Look no further than Factor, your ultimate solution to better eating. Each Factor meal is always fresh, chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. No more waiting around or spending hours in the kitchen. Just heat and eat. It's that simple. Over 35 different options to choose from each week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor ensures you'll never get bored. With more than 60 add-ons to help you stay full and feeling good all day long. Pancakes, smoothies, and more. With Factor, there's no prepping, no cooking, and certainly no cleanup needed. The best part? You can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Sign up and save because we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Eat better, feel better, and conquer your day with Factor. So what are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash first things first fifty and use code first things first fifty to get fifty percent off. That's code first things first fifty at factormeals.com slash first things first fifty to get 50% off, fuel up, eat better, and achieve greatness. Get started today. Welcome back to an electric show. Three-time Super Bowl champion Mark Schlereth is here talking about the GOAT's vote. Tom Brady was on his Let's Go podcast where he weighed in on the MVP debate. Take a listen. He was a dynamic player then. He's a dynamic player now. And I think all of what he's done this year is a lot what he's done in the past. It's just, you know, it's a different team with some different opportunities, and they've been really dynamic on offense. So he's definitely, uh, you know, in my mind, the MVP favorite. And uh, according to his quarterback, too, Brock Purdy, who says some amazing things about him. <laughs> That's good. That's a fair yeah. take. Yeah. Brock did say he was mm-hmm. going to be the MVP. Should Brady's vote sway voters? I said, yeah, I'm not a voter, but I said yesterday, I said earlier, this got me to thinking. Oh. Got me to thinking, one, who was the guest on his podcast yesterday? Oh, Christian McCaffrey. Oh, so he said that right in front of Christian McCaffrey. Maybe if Brock Purdy was the guest, he might have said Purdy looks like the MVP favorite. All right, that got me to thinking that. Then the second thing, Nick, you'll like this. It got me to thinking about, obviously, you respect his opinion. And I'll say this about Cam Newton, who spoke out, you know, a week ago. 
you got to respect any player's opinion, right? They have a right to say what they want. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially MVPs. Yes, MVPs. no doubt. I mean, I thought Cam was. Some people did dismiss him yes. unfairly. But just because you're the greatest or even just you were an ex-player or a great player or the greatest ever whatever doesn't mean you're right about everything of regarding the sport. Michael Jordan, arguably the greatest player in basketball, made some bad decisions running the Charlotte Hornets as far as personnel. LeBron James, because he's a GOAT. LeBron James, arguably the GOAT, thought it would work with Russell Westbrook. Here I am, a little Division III player from the 80s, and I'm like, there's no way that's working. All right? And LeBron, not only arguably the GOAT, one of the smartest basketball players ever thought it would work. So – this should not sway voters one bit. It's his opinion. It should be respected. But, no, it shouldn't sway anybody. Come on. The numbers and production should sway people. Go ahead, Sting. Well, I mean, I think that, one, obviously Christian McCaffrey is in the running. He's a great player. Absolutely. And he's a complete player. And then you look at Brock Purdy, and people will talk about Brock Purdy being a game manager. But when you watch him on tape, Brock Purdy is about as good as it gets from making decisions and getting through progressions. And we always talk about footwork. I want you guys to take mm. a work, look at, here we go. at take Brock Purdy. I like okay? this. So you've got two receiver set over here, 2 i 2 formation. Now, from a leverage standpoint, outside corner, inside leverage, outside or the inside slot guy is outside leverage. So you're taking away routes, right? Right now, that outside leverage is trying to force that inside guy to the whole help. Here, you're using the sideline as an extra defender with the inside leverage. As you get to this look, automatically Brock Purdy sets up right now, looks and says, okay, they've got leverage on me. What? That's not going to work. I can't throw it there. So those are the first two routes in your progression. Now let's get to number three within less than a second, right? Now you're looking at the tight end. I look at the tight end. Double covered right there. Two guys inside. So that has taken you less than about a second and a half, if that, right now, in your setup. Now what we got? The angle route by Christian McCaffrey. Watch him get to this route. That's the third guy within this, or the fourth guy within this progression, and it's about under 2, 2.1 seconds to get through all that based on coverage. Brock Purdy is playing at such an incredibly high level, and he's doing things that, you know, that most quarterbacks that like the elite quarterbacks do. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about! Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. The, the intangibles <laughs> up here. It ain't always about the strong arm. Yeah. No. It's the intangibles no. and the footwork. And, and to I love it. To be able to see that, to be able to see that, like he eliminated receiver the progression one and two. Yeah. He eliminated that based on leverage of the defenders and the way they played that. Within thousand one thousand, I'm off. Yep. I am off of that right now, well, and I'm getting to the next impressive. level and then the next level. It's impressive. And it's so it, he's not just a game manager. Correct. The guy is a really, really worthy MVP candidate. Mm. Okay, so here's the thing. The, sometimes with MVP, we get caught up in the word valuable. And like, ah, it's really just most outstanding. No, it's valuables yeah. in there for a right. reason, right? Okay. Let's just talk about both categories. Is Brock Purdy the most valuable player to his team of anyone in the league? Is he more valuable to the Niners than Lamar Jackson is to the Ravens? 
Of course not. We no, all agree. I, I well, Lamar, we, 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 sure. we are. Right. Okay, Mahomes, wait a minute. Here's the important part here. No doubt. Because you just you did something, I think, very interesting. Where you were like, well, obviously, like, no, not as Lamar. But that is the company with which he is now trying to keep. A former MVP who is a top contender for the MVP right now. We are not comparing Brock Purdy to Jimmy Garoppolo anymore. We're not comparing him to former Niners quarterbacks. We're not asking... Is he actually good when we thought he was maybe bad, or is he more than a game manager? We are saying, does he deserve the biggest prize that we give to a player all year? Yeah. So comparing him to Lamar or Mahomes is only fair. Okay. Okay. So sure. valuable. No. Wait. Let, let me. Let, please. Is he the most? Has he been the most outstanding player in the league this year? Of course not. It'd be either C Mac or Tyreek. No I think question. that's arguable. Sure. That's just. The, I think that's that arguable. What, what do you mean? I mean, just making up outstanding. He's arguably no, been the most outstanding. He's been the most spectacular. I'm sorry. He's been the most fantastic. I'm like, well, okay. I don't know. I think okay. you'd have to admit, Nick. That's arguable. He's not the most valuable. Just valuable. But I think it's arguable he's been valuable the most outstanding. Like, well, then put Jason Kelsey in the conversation. No, I agree. Valuable. That's why I, okay. nobody put, votes put on most valuable. Yeah, put Trent in there. Yeah, nobody votes on that, Nick. In any of the sports, you know that. The, okay, except for the fact that the reason that it's become a quarterback-only award is because we've said they provide more value than everyone else. Sure. That's true. The reason I said most outstanding yeah. is because that is the uh, the thing that could replace the word valuable is best or outstanding or whatever. Yes, you could pick a different uh, adjective, yeah. but the question is basically who is the player of the year, right? Yeah. I, I would argue he doesn't check either box. And what we are seeing is if we can show you, because Dak has been disqualified to a degree because of the most recent game, but if we just show you the overall numbers, those first four lines are identical. And then you see where Purdy laps the field is in rating and yards per pass. So why are those numbers so different when the other numbers are the same? It's because he's thrown 100 passes less than Dak. 100 less. Mm -hmm. And that then brings me back to Christian McCaffrey. Why are the Niners able to be so successful? Why do they have to throw the ball less than any other great team? Because their best player is their running back, and because they, they are playing less than Baltimore. What? I'll, I'll I'll less than Baltimore. No, I was okay, going to no, say. Sure. I was going to say it's because their coach is smarter than the rest of the people. Okay, okay so be it, I, guys. Yeah. And remember, I, against Dallas, McCaffrey didn't do much. Didn't run the ball for a lot of yards. Didn't catch. I think he had 30 yards receiving. And they demolished him. And you're not going to demolish a okay. great, a very good team. Listen, I, I'm Purdy about. The, I think. I think he's going to win the award. Oh, you do? Who, Purdy? Yeah, I, I trust the Vegas odds. I think that. I think they're going to beat the Ravens. I think he's going to win the award. Yeah. And I think that we are going to. The people are going to try to like take a, a victory lap of see look. We're so happy for this guy. He was doubted, and he's won it. And deep down, they're going to say, but I don't know if I'd give him a contract extension. I don't actually know how good he is. And that doesn't sit right with me. It can be fine with you guys. I think we have now had Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Christian, I'm sorry, uh, the tight end George Kittle, all say it's a different Niner. We all, I think, believe Christian McCaffrey is the best football player on the team or certainly amongst the skill position guys. And we're going to give it to Purdy because he's, he's 
overachieved our expectations. And I think it will historically look bad, and I don't think it will age well. Personally. Well, skill position is that. I, I oh, I know um, you don't I like skill positions, Stink. We no can't greater skill than moving man from point A to point B. That's the greatest, know, that's the greatest ever. So we know. I agree with you. Yeah, thank you. I'm with you. Aaron Rodgers is back, kind of. Activated off of injured reserve. Schefter reporting that he's on the Jets' 53-man roster, quote, just so he can continue practicing this season. He's got a red jersey on there and moving around. Here's Robert Sala. It's all part of his rehab, and, you know, just having him out on the football field is, is a plus for everybody. It's a plus for him. It's a plus for his teammates. And uh, so we're, we're going to keep him on the 53. You would never activate him? No, 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 he's, he's, not, he's not playing. Well, that's, it's really exciting news, except for the guy who has to get cut now. It's a hell of a thing. I mean, listen, Aaron Rodgers gets to say he did it when he didn't do it. I heard on NFL Network today that, oh, he did it. No, he didn't. Um, and they activated him. They took him off IR when they did as a birthday present for him. And now, it was, and now they are putting him on the active roster, which means someone gets cut. Someone doesn't get game checks they would get. And then if they go down to the practice squad, they got to kick someone off practice squad. And they've done it all as an attaboy because Aaron Rodgers provided so much value with, I don't know, those four snaps or the offseason Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb stuff. I don't get it. I haven't understood any of it. And I think that the Jets doing this to placate Rodgers' ego and costing someone a job, they're, they're the only team in the league think that's going to have a 52-man roster right now. And, and they're opting into it in service of Aaron Rodgers' ego. I don't follow seem it. Seem weird, Stink. So it does, no, it does seem weird. And, I mean, what are you, what are you going to accomplish? He's, he gets to say, I did it. Or, that's what, but what do you, as a football team, what do you accomplish? You, you keep Aaron Rodgers this? happy. I, I, I absolutely agree with, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I, essentially, absolutely nothing. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree that you know they've mishandled this whole thing. I, we talked about it yesterday, but I think having him go out there and I get it, they're out. They're not making the playoffs, but having him go out there as a sign of what he's accomplished, at least getting to the point where he can practice, I can see that being a morale boost for guys. That you got three games left. It's a morale boost to see this guy out here. He's sold out for the team, right, because he doesn't have to be out there. He could be waiting until next year. I could see that boosting guys' excitement right. when otherwise you could be feeling like, man, one, two, three, Cancun. I know we've been well, saying that for a long time. Yeah, you're, you're not. I mean, you're not going anywhere. You are no, going they're to not, Cancun. But, but you want to keep guys invo- engaged. Except for the I, guy I, who, I just, who loses his job. Yeah, I just – I, I, I think I side with Nick here. Here's 1 through 16. It just doesn't happen. The Jets are in 15th place. The only team worse is the mighty New England Patriots, uh, who beat the Jets. And, and by the way, and also his worse. value of practice, no. last scout team linebacker. Yeah. Like it's- okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. 
With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. Checking on the Chiefs who are still dropping balls at a historic rate. Kadarius Tony in the holiday spirit. Most recently gifting the Patriots an interception. <laughs> Dan Graziano writing. The Chiefs still believe. Just keep coaching him was the response I got from a team source in Kansas City. I expect Tony to keep getting chances in spite of his issues. One of the key principles of Andy Reid and his coaching staff is to not give up on talented players. Yeah. Shots at Brian Dayball. Uh, should Mahomes continue to trust Kadarius? Well, I don't know if she should trust him, but they're going to, listen, they're going to keep him involved because for two reasons. One is he is dynamic. The other is he he did make, arguably, the biggest non-defensive play to win a Super Bowl. And that wasn't years ago. That was months ago. This it's is special, a, the biggest. Well, yeah, non I mean, I non- think the Nick Bolton scoop and score is probably the single biggest swing play. Yeah. But this is the it net second. Return. It was the longest part during Super Bowl history. And it was all it, it, the team does great blocking at the end. But it was all his special kind of elusiveness early. Big deal. And let me. I, I'm going to make an odd defensive Tony in this regard. So I don't care about the offsides thing. I just don't. I, I think we saw this week a lot of guys evidently do it. They just now started calling it. It's bad luck. The two plays that have lost them games were the same type of – well, they didn't lose the Patriots the game. But the two – the Detroit game, his drops are one thing. He drops the ball up instead of down. It's a great take. And so, like, if he was just dropping it normally, the way a guy like, oh, I dropped it, I took my eyes you know off, and it goes down. If no he was one worse, would, he'd be if, better. Correct. It's <laughs> because right. no, he's but like, you see a lot of that. I, yeah, but balls, no, not just him. But I understand, guys, but you know, his are all balls. like that. Yeah. And it's Whoops. like uh, that one there, and then the other one. It's and so I just don't think maybe I'm wrong, Brew. I don't great think take. this is going to just keep happening like this. I'm not saying he's not going to drop more balls, but he's dropping them up in the That's air to take. defenders. Because he's trying to catch them. Like a, yeah. So I just I well look, I'm with you in this regard. I like yeah. that take. <laughs> I, the next three games, they got the Chargers, the Bengals, and the, the Raiders, Raiders this week. Next week. Raiders, Bengals, Chargers. Yeah. They sh- Bengals will, might be a tough game, but they should be able to win those games. Yeah. I would feed, and you got mad, you mocked me, but I would feed you. Tony and the rest of these guys. The next three games, I'm going to them. I'm trying to build their confidence. I'm trying to see if they improve. I'm trying to get on the right same page as them. If, if Tony continues to do this, if there's no improvement over the next three out. games, then in the playoffs, yes. I'm Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey. Right. Well, but, yeah. but for the, these three yeah. games, yeah, right. right. The, these uh, three games, the I'm question good. was, should Mahomes continue to trust Kadarius? Yeah. He doesn't trust Kadarius. <laughs> he trusts the read. And if the read says go to the second receiver and the third receiver in my progression, and it happens to be Kadarius Tony, that's where I'm going with the football because Mahomes is a professional quarterback. It's Andy Reid that's trusting Kadarius Tony. Why? Because they've got nowhere else to go. 
They don't have anybody else that can do the things that Kadarius Tony can do. And he is, to your point, an unbelievable Once dynamic the ball is athlete. In his hands, it's yeah. unreal. <laughs> it is right. unreal. Yeah. But he's got to work. He's got to, you know what he's got to do? Stop playing volleyball. Yeah. 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 And yeah, start yeah, playing sets, though. football. Uh, I, I didn't mean to mock you. I apologize. And maybe I will try to I'll support your take. It was all over. This is how many targets Twitter he gets. I know, X. but I kind of did it on purpose. <laughs> he only gets – this is how many targets yeah. he's gotten. Four, four, zero, two, one, 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 six, 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 yeah. two, mm-hmm. one, five, five. So maybe he just needs to get warmed up. Well, I, Maybe drop one in the listen, first quarter I, and then later on. There's something more important that we need to do here because Wilds is trying to weasel his way back into Chiefs' kingdom. We yeah. know this. Weasel. Uh, we have an update on this, though. Oh uh, we, we do have an update. Just roll the oh tape, my. please, from Monday and now an update. This is why the mayor of Kansas City had this to say to you. Kevin Wilds, you have been excommunicated from Chiefs' kingdom. If yeah, I don't hear it from Stone Street, it's not official. <laughs> Hello, Kevin Wilds. Wait, what? You've been excommunicated from Chiefs' kingdom. <laughs> if I don't hear it from me? Tech 9, not a <laughs> Kevin Wilds, you've been excommunicated from the Red Kingdom Tech 9. <laughs> he did that with some pizzazz. Shout out to Carrington Harrison, afternoons in 6 in Kansas City, who interviews Mahomes every week. Tech reached out to Carrington, who got that to me. I didn't even ask Tech 940. He was watching the show, and he excommunicated you on his own, Wilds. You're out. Look, wow. you're out. If I don't hear it from Paul Rudd. God, dog. <laughs> All right. We're on, Paul. I'm still we got 45 minutes on the show. I'm the one of the best guys. I got the Ravens. Come on, Come on. Coming up in 11 short minutes, well, it's the greatest segment in all of sports, it's Nick's Tears. Might be the best of 2023. Holy cow. Uh, Right now, it's time for a segment that grows more literal by the day, must win. Again, it's not always perfectly literal. Must you fill your partner's tattered childhood stocking with odds and ends you got from CVS on Christmas Eve? No. (laughs) It's not the end of the world if you don't, but trust me. Just buy the extendable back scratcher, <laughs> peppermint chapstick, and call it today. <laughs> call it a day. Darn it, I almost had it. Cowboys, Dolphins. <laughs> Tua coming off a 30 nothing victory over the Jets where he completed 88% of his passes, while Dak could only muster 134 yards and an interception in Buffalo. Here's the tail of the tape between Dak and Tua. Tua up here like, why aren't I in? Back in the MVP conversation. Because for some reason we have common sense with him, but not Purdy. Okay. Don't quite get it. Uh, Brew, is this the rare double must win? It is a double must win. I, I talked about it earlier with the Cowboys. You got to show at some point you can win on the road against and beat a good team. All right. Cool. And then with Miami, same thing. These two teams are like almost identical in that regard. Miami, great at home. Bad on the road. Yep. Miami 0-3. They haven't beaten a winning team all season. So they need to prove that they can beat a good team. And they got Baltimore and Buffalo coming up. They're going to lose maybe both of those. So they need to get this win. Uh, well, I, I would disagree. A double must win. I think it's a, a must win for the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, good. And for, for Dak. He has got to go in and prove to everybody and mo- most importantly, to themselves that they can go on the road and win against a good team because they are going to have to go on the road in the playoffs and they're going to have to go somewhere like San Francisco or they're going to have to go somewhere like Philly. They're going to have to go on the road. They've got to prove it to themselves. Excellent. Yeah, listen, I think it is a must win and a will win for the Cowboys. I think Miami 
is a week late on the path Dallas is on right now. Meaning, Dallas lost last week, so this now becomes a must-win. Miami, by if, when they lose this game, next week against Baltimore for them becomes their must-win, which is a very tough spot to be in. But I think Miami's got a game to play with. I do not think Dallas does from a vibes perspective, and I know that's what we're focused on here. Not the math, just the vibes. So vibes-wise, must-win Dallas. The fact that you introduced it. One nothing stink. Oh. Yeah. Broncos Patriots. Uh, Patriots head into Mile High to take on Russ. Broncos favored by almost a touchdown. And after a slow start, Russ heated up. Remember this? Eight yeah. touchdowns, no interceptions. Well, he's come back down to earth. Who could have Last seen two that weeks. coming? One and two, classic two. Classic two, man. Uh, <laughs> passer rating 77 and touchdown interception four and four. Crew, for the Broncos, must win. Yeah, must win, and, and for Russ especially. Look, they, they're in the playoff hunt. They need this win. And surprisingly, Russ has been very good at home. 13 touchdowns, one pick at home. This game's at home. 11 touchdowns, seven interceptions. You're on big the on the home road splits like this year, buddy. You and they, Josh been grinding the football reference. And so, so not, just knowledge. Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, they got to win this at home. <laughs> yeah, this a, a must win for the Broncos doesn't matter for Russ. He's right. out no matter what? Well, no, well, maybe, but uh, it doesn't matter for Russ because regardless, if they lose, he'll get 100% of the blame. If they win, he'll get zero of the credit. The die's been cast. Denver hates him. So, so uh, Wow. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I Broncos. didn't know that. More than me? More than, Not more than I hate him, I'm saying, because I don't hate anybody. More than Who does Denver dislike more, Russell Wilson or Nick Wright? You. Okay. Yeah. You, you're number <laughs> one, but, you're, but Russ, you know, no, Russ is catching you. He's catching you. <laughs> he's catching he's, 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 okay. Even as yeah. they continue the, Here's the problem. Here's the problem for the Broncos. I, it, yes, it's a must-win for the Broncos, and it's a must-lose for the Patriots because they want to stay in the top two That's draft old, position. Kind of. Here's the real problem for the Broncos. The better they get, the closer they get to the playoffs, the more Russell Wilson wants to be the old Russell Wilson. Mm. The more he wants to play adult, grown-up quarterback like he used to be able to do in Seattle. That's why, when they, so think about it. The beginning of the season, he wants to do that fresh new team or new coach, everything. He's bad, team's bad. They're written off entirely. All right, by any means necessary, let's just get wins. They all of a sudden claw their way back to 500. Then they're being discussed, or above 500, as a potential playoff team. And what did he immediately do? Threw three picks against the Texans trying to make big plays. So even if they were to climb into the playoffs, you know what that means? Russell Wilson wants to have a playoff moment again. That ain't going to go well. So the die is cast, I believe, and I think it is a must-win. Solid 2 nothing stink. Uh, Why does he get that one? Yeah, because <laughs> I, I made the best up. point. I know it was good, though. I brought it up. Right, but this is money ball. <laughs> this is worth three. Uh, Jacksonville and the Bucks. Uh, Trevor in the concussion protocol. I mean, when we look at this line, we don't think he's going to play. Bake Show, meanwhile, 7-7 seven and seven and in first place. This Jags defense hasn't been great. Everybody's been lighting them up. Lamar. 268, Flacco, 310 and three touchdowns, Browning, Stroud, uh, Will Levis, Purdy, of course. Um, uh, Okay, so, (laughs) Brew, must win for the Bake Show. No, it is not because they play New Orleans and Carolina last two games of the season, both winnable. They win them. They, if they lose this game, they still control their destiny as far as winning that division. You're so. doing, he's being literal. He's not following the rules. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I, no, not, I don't. But if they lose, just bring up that they're seven and seven. Coverage. How good are the vibes going to be? It's got to divide. They're seven and seven. 
Okay. So right. They're a mediocre. You've, other than you've YouTube, been eliminated other from than YouTube, nobody takes segment. them seriously. You're out. Scoreless. Go ahead. Between you guys. Yeah, I think race. it's. I think it's. Uh, I think it is a must win for Baker and the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. I think they are. I think they're. Like I think he is playing exceptionally well, That's especially especially in critical moments. And if they win this game with the faltering Saints and the faltering Atlanta Falcons, I think they win the division. I think yeah, they're the best team in the definitely. division. I think they win out. I think they win this, the division. And I this game, if they win this game, they actually put a stranglehold on the NFC I, South. I, it, okay. Not only that, they also, I believe, and a Brew's going to roll his eyes when I fall out of his chair. If Philly falls to the five seed, Tampa can absolutely beat Philadelphia in a playoff game in Tampa. And with the way that defense is playing, that will have mean they will have lost to Drew Locke and Tommy Cutlets You're leading up to it. That. That's fine. Like I said, he's going to really? roll his eyes. That's fine. The, here, the brew, let's just see how Kyle Trask is doing. Maybe <laughs> You said that the Cowboys, they would be a gift to go to Tampa Bay. Because yeah, the Cowboys are a really good team. Philadelphia is falling apart, and Drew Locke just went 90 They're going to be 13-4 entering the playoffs. The, you think so? Okay, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, I think uh, so. But, and listen. If the Jags don't have the Prince, the Bucks have to win this game. That's I actually true. disagree with you on the line. I think the line is saying they think the Prince is going to play. Oh. Because the Bucks at home, if you're playing the Jags without the Prince, with the defense playing the way it is, I think it's a four-point line. Okay. So I think that Vegas thinks the Prince is going to play. If he doesn't play, definite must-win. Schlereth wins it for nothing. What? Uh, coming up next, are the Chiefs back on top of the tiers? Next on First Things First. You got it. What do you want me to do? Live from New York, it's the show that thinks Shaq might be better than Steph. It's the second hour of First Things First. I'm the only one that thinks that. Today, Jaws back and hold on. Are the Grizzlies making the playoffs? Mm. Meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers also back. Why? No one knows. <laughs> but right now it's Wednesday at 4 o'clock, so let me get you caught up to speed. Last night in the bathroom, bathrobe section of our Versace outlet. Not an a outlet. <laughs> Nick got us a Versace outfit. I was uncomfortable. It's so expensive. A select group of scientists and savants fought and toiled and burned the midnight oil to bring you the best segment in all of sports media. It's an honor and a privilege. It's time for Nick's Tears. Thank you so much, Kevin Wilds. And the committee gave us an early Christmas gift. Oh, good. A themed tears. Oh! Now, not every single oh. tear it follows the theme, but you'll be able to, you know what I'll just tell you. Is there puns? It's a relationship theme, tears. First, though, off the tears. Newly, newly eliminated. The New York Jets and the Los Angeles Chargers. That means nine of the 32 teams have been eliminated. I know you were watching football this weekend and you saw some of these teams in the in the hunt graphic. They weren't. You know why? Because they were eliminated weeks ago. Those teams are out. Now to the bottom, relegation tier. One, maybe both of these teams could join the eliminated yeah. Raiders playing the Chiefs, the Falcons this week, and they are both facing elimination. Now we will move on. The one that got away. No, oh. not necessarily your high school sweetheart. Just the game you should have won that is going to keep you from making the playoffs. Pittsburgh lost to the Patriots. New Orleans was up 17-0 in the fourth quarter against Green Bay. Green Bay just lost to Tommy Cutlets, and Denver was up 21-3 on Washington. For all of these teams, they're going to get to the end of the year. They're going to be a game out of the postseason and say, that's the one that got away. Down to the wire, Seattle and Minnesota. We're going to be in, heading into week 18. There's going to be one playoff spot available. It's going to be between those two Go. teams. And Kevin Wild, Super Bowl hopes, still alive, possibly. <laughs> resting on Bruce's favorite quarterback, Nick Mullins, is back. Wow, what a, what a circumstance. Three teams, one, maybe two spots. 
Cincinnati, Houston, and Indy. Personally, I'm interested in all of these teams right now. Legitimately interested in all of them. I want to see how far Browning can keep this going. Mm -hmm. Now you're going to be playing without Jamar Chase for at least this week or next. The Texans have, to me, been the best story in the NFL this year. D'Amico Ryan should run away with Coach of the Year. Mm -hmm. And at some point, you hope they get C.J. Stroud back, the scary concussion. And what Shane Steichen has done in Indy with Gardner Minshew, all of it, but at least one, maybe two of those teams are missing the postseason, so they're fighting it out to the end. Ex-girlfriend. So listen, a year ago, you're flying high. Even months ago, see, things seem promising. But deep down, you know, you simply can't trust them. Now, at the same time, it's hard to quit them. You, you, you loved them at one point in time. But whether it's the, all the signs are there, whether it's the Prince's inability to play in even a light drizzle, which I really don't <laughs> quite understand, or Philadelphia's inability to stop anyone, you love them. But you can't trust them. Should have gone to counseling. Yeah, you thought the grass was greener, didn't you, Cleveland? You're like, you know what? We, I know things have been good, but we can do better. And all of a sudden, you're giving Baker Mayfield his walking papers. And now, years later, you look at him, check his Instagram, he's thriving. He's doing great. He's living on a beach. People love him. You, meanwhile, just total disarray, wondering what could have been if you had only worked through your issues. And let's be honest, there were some. Mm. And you think what you could have been had you stayed together. Next, <laughs> amicable divorce. Oh, Listen, you see each other on the holidays. You're like, you know what? I'm glad you're doing so well. We had good times together. Matt Stafford, you're in LA. Jared Goff, you're in Detroit. There's no hard feelings. Mm -hmm. There's no bitterness. You both feel good about where you're, where you were, and where you are now. And both of you, right now, from a playoff perspective, I think are actually in a very similar boat. Almost impossible to believe could win the conference, mm -hmm. but absolutely could beat anyone you play in the first round of the playoffs, and could be a real pain even in the second round of the playoffs. All right, this is a standalone tier for the Buffalo Bills. Roadside fireworks stand. You know it's a bad idea. You know that this could end in arrest, fire, your house burning down, your car exploding, but it's so damn fun. And, it, and every year you say, I'm not doing it again. And then all of a sudden you're on a long road trip and you see that sign and it's like six miles away. You're like, I can get how many bottle rockets for 80 cents? You know what? <laughs> Screw it. Let's do it. You know it's not going to end well, but it's so exciting and so fun, you can't stop yourself. That's Next. Not really relationship themed. That was I didn't fireworks say, themed. I, it, so there was a couple I, that were I said there's some or some It's not yeah. the whole thing. You take that up with Marshall and the committee. Elite yet <laughs> underrated. These are top five teams, yet we just talk about the things they're not good at. It's a little frustrating, to be honest with you. Dallas Cowboys, are they a perfect team? No. Can you name four teams better than them? Of course not. Miami Dolphins, are they? do we look like they are a surefire Super Bowl team? No. But do they have an elite coach, a couple elite defensive players, a quarterback playing the best ball of his life, one of the best receivers we've ever seen, the ability to drop 50 on anybody? Yeah. Yet all we do is pick these teams apart. They have become underrated, even though in today's NFL they are elite teams. All right, final three. Let's be honest. Oh, that's nice. All right, listen. I, we know, America, you want it to be Baltimore's year. You want Lamar to have the moment. Mm -hmm. You And a lot of us feel like it would be really nice when the whole NFL could have tried to sign him and everyone's like, no, I want Desmond Ritter, if he then goes to the Super Bowl and really sticks it to him. 
But deep down, you also know this. For all the talk of the Chiefs' laws, if we wake up after the wild card round of the playoffs and there is one a team that has lost their first playoff game at home, deep down, which one do you think is more likely? Kansas City or Baltimore? True. And if we wake up the morning of the AFC Championship game and all of your net worth were on the line, it's like, just pick a winner. Who are you going to trust? Guys, let's be honest. Yeah. We know what it is. And then last but not least, ready to talk dynasty? Wow. No, I mean, listen, guys, we know the coach is great. We know they have the best skill position players in football. We know the defense is number one. I have now been told, beaten over the head with, they have not a good quarterback, not a great quarterback, but the MVP at quarterback. And, oh, yeah, by the way, he makes less money in a year than Brew makes in a month. In that case, you know what that's the recipe for? A dynasty. So I don't know if it's going to be Wooden's Bruins. I don't know which dynasty it's going to be. Russell Celtics. But I'm ready to talk it. You guys have convinced me. There are the exactly. tears for Week exactly. 16. Wow. You just give wow. Them love. I, uh, why not? Why not? They got the MVP at quarterback. They got I, everything else. I absolutely love I love the tears. Thank and I, I love your humility that you put Kansas City not on the top, yeah. but one tier down. It's a full committee. Right. Yes. Not just it's the, okay, it's the full committee. Yeah. But I would take umbrage with the committee where they have the Lions right oh, now. I and I might want to switch a particular team out for the Lions Who? in the second tier. The Chiefs and the Lions? Well, I mean, let's do something that you guys do on this show all the time. Let's have a blind, blind comparison. Reveal. Blind <laughs> reveal. Yeah. Okay, because you guys do this all the time. Uh, okay, one quarterback. Jericho. Is one quarterback's 95, the other's 10 and 4. They both have about the same completion percentage. Uh, one has a couple more yards yeah. per game than the other. Uh, touchdown interception ratio is better. The quarterback rating is better. Yeah, one is uh, Patrick Mahomes. No, the other is Jerry Goff. Now I know I'm going to pre. This is going to be a preemptive strike because they also, when they went head to head, Jared Goff beat Patrick Mahomes in yeah, I know preemptive strike. Mm, no, I know mm. what you're going to say. Well, that was mm. week one. I mean, a crazy interception off of Kadarius Tony's hands. Yeah. How can you hold him accountable? Where to the? Oh, why? 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 why, why, why. That's the same thing that just happened in that game. It happened time. just last weekend. That's a good point. So you got to put the you got to put Great the Lions place, Lions ahead of the Chiefs in the tears. I mean, listen, is, he makes you, you you make some decent points. Your blind reveals could use some work. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what it's called. Yeah, it's fine. You're fine. Uh, and I push back stronger, but 90 minutes ago, Stink was just opining in the green room about how he's repping 405 on the bench press these days. So I'm just going to let him have his kid. You know what? Good, good takes, Stink. Good takes. Go yeah. ahead. All right, um, Nick, the titles of the tiers, the storyline, the like theme, it. fantastic. Thanks. The actual order of the teams that Stink just showed, terrible. Terrible. How in the world? What is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven? Philadelphia is on the seventh tier. Is this another ploy to get me to change my Super Bowl pick? Plus it has to be, right? Just this Plus is the last option. Chris, change. This is it. This is your last chance. Because, Nick, let me just give you some facts, all okay. right? They're below Miami. Miami against winning teams with winning records. Because, see, I don't just go by, oh, they waxed Carolina. They waxed the Jets. They waxed the Patriots. I'm looking at good wins, quality wins against real tough competition. And Miami against winning teams, 0-3. They're ahead of Philadelphia. 
Dallas against winning teams, one and three. Detroit, one and one. The Rams, two and five against teams with winning record. And everybody's darling, apparently. Tampa Bay, they, they about to beat Philly in the playoffs, really? They're 0-6 against teams with winning records. And Philadelphia is 4-2 and two against such teams. There's no way they should be that low. Thank you. That, that was a solid take. That was nothing to say about it. Listen, it was it was very well done. It was yeah. passionate. It had a lot of good information. It unfortunately, of course, had nothing that's happened in the last month, and that's and that's you when, see the and that's the when, the ball, and that's when the, the, the you know that's when the relationship went south with the Eagles. I mean, the old times were good. Bruce, she, she lit your clothes on fire in the alley, and you're just like, but we used to, you know, have a good time. That happened once. Go ahead. Next. Go ahead. Go ahead. Save that for the pod. <laughs> uh, I'm going to move the Browns up. I'm not quite sure where. And Stink, I don't know if you were here two weeks ago when I coined the phrase, defense wins championships. It's trying, it's starting to catch on. So here's the defensive stats, yards per game. Uh, fewest yards per game allowed in the last 15 years. The 09 Jets went to the AFC Championship game. There's the Browns. We don't know what they're going to do. Or at least win one playoff game. And then the Seahawks went to the Super Bowl and lost. Then it's like, well, what's the issue? You got Joe Flacco. Like, yeah. Say you should, you know, fix the way you say this. Say, we got Joe Flacco. All of a sudden, Joe Flacco's throwing for 300 yards. He's got 2.3 touchdowns a game. I don't know how he gets the point three. Gets very close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's exactly how it works. And then uh, some big throws as well. And then you like this one too. One of the reasons we all like Mahomes, me especially, I'm beloved in Kansas City. The playoffs started today. How many quarterback wins, which everybody loves and knows is a real stat, does Mahomes' competition have? He has he has Mahomes 11 has wins. 11. Lamar's got one. Tua's got zero. Trevor's got half. Trevor's got one. He's got half. He's got one. He has one. Keep going. And Trevor's I get got to half. Browning's got zero. Gardner Minshew has zero. Yeah. How many does Flacco have? Ten. Ten? How many post admin of iPhone? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, give me a break. I, I, I have the Browns up about as high as they're going to get with Joe Flacco playing quarterback. Yeah, give me a break. Playoff? Now, if they had Baker, they'd be cooking. Let's Baker's be honest. Got, Baker's got one win, and you talk about it all the time. No, you're right. Baker's one win is like the 08 Celtics one championship. Yeah, it's I, like, man, we get a lot got of mileage got out it, of this. But you're now talking about the Russell Celtics with Flacco. <laughs> Headed to the NBA. Ja is back. Wins the game for the Grizzlies when everyone knew he was getting the ball. Game's over. Uh, ends up with 34-6-8 on 50% shooting and leads the Grizz back from a 24-point deficit. Here he was after the game. I just you? love it. All right, Brew, your reaction. I, he called it the perfect ending, the perfect day, and it, it was. I mean, that was not only did he score the 34, 8, and 6, as you said, they get the big comeback win. He gets booed in the pregame, mm-hmm. you know, booed, some cheers, but a lot of boos. And so on the road, he gets to shut up the opposing team, their fans. And it was his first game-winning buzzer beater. Like the first of his career, and he does it in his first game back. I love seeing Nick that, you know, a lot of times when a guy's got to make a personal change, you know, in his things he's doing off the court, you can lose some of that fire. You can lose some of your, you know, exuberance and all that. He came back and was John Moran on the court just like he was before, you know, he got suspended. And and Nick, look, maybe I'm 
reaching too high. Here we go. But I think they've got a good chance to get into Love the it. postseason. They're Love six, it. now seven and nineteen. Right. Um, I think they're going to go on a run. So the weird thing is, they're six and eight on the road. So they've got a better record than the Clippers, the Rockets, the Lakers. Same as the Warriors. They're one and eleven at home. And it was starting to become a joke on social media. It's like, ah, oh, go to the Grizzlies game for $4. As soon as he shows back up, uh, they're going to play in the Pacers on Thursday. I think that place is going to be alive again. And all of a sudden, you've got a good home record. You're okay on the road. Marcus Smart's coming back. Yep. All of a sudden, I like the Grizz. Okay, so I, I guess I'm going to be the downer here okay. on a lot of fronts. First of all, let's just do the – you guys know on stuff like this, I, I like to just the do Pelicans. the math. The Pelicans. What? You're asking for who's not making the playoffs? No, no, no. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just – what, what do we think – Brew and I were talking about it before. I think to, to make the play in, you're going to have to be at or above 500. Mm-hmm. Right now, that's, you know, the – we know what it was last year? It was it, – the, I'm sure we do. I don't have it in front of me. But it was right there. So, say you got to go 42 and 40. 42 and 40. They're 7 and 19. That's 35 and 21 the rest of the way. That's a 625 win percentage. That's tricky. Do I think they're going to do it? They've done that over the they, previous they, two they, years. They've though. done that before, but that's also we did see last year they were a substantially different team once Steven Adams went out compared to who they had been. Steven Adams obviously done for the season. So there's that. So, A, I think that they are likely going to be on the outside looking in. B, and this is the part where I'm actually going to be the downer. I don't I, – I, I love watching John Morant play basketball. I also don't think John Morant's a bad guy. I want to make that clear. I think he makes some, has made some really terrible choices, sure. and I think that he has to mature. I don't put him in the bucket of some guys off-court stuff, and we don't have to get into it. I'm like, oh, you're a bad person uh, who might just be great at a sport. I don't think that about Ja. But I also, once again, wonder how much growth or learning or maturing he's done with the I-kept receipts. Kept receipts about what? What was, I'm just curious, and I'm being serious here, and I know I sound, and sometimes I say things, I'm like, gosh darn, you sound like your dad, and I guess we all do that to a degree, and I don't mean to, but what was the unfair commentary? What was the, John Morant got so many levels to me of equivocation or justification for what was undeniably reckless irresponsible, immature behavior. You know, at the very least, it was that. Right. And, and I just, it, 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 you know what it echoed to me? It echoed after the first time he got suspended or stepped away when his dad showed up at the game and they're wearing the redemption T-shirts. And it's like, it, you, I am not a huge fan of the I have overcome the adversity that I created through my own ludicrous actions, mm-hmm. and therefore I'm the hero of the story. And so it's a great moment, but I don't necessarily believe in the Grizzlies as a team, and I'm not certain that like we're going to have a new and improved John Morant. I'm just not. Well, he look, he's got to understand, and, and I'm, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt when he says I've kept receipts, that he was just saying something that's common to say now, right? And yeah. I, don't, I don't know that he was – you might be right. Like, he was – because if that's the case, if your thinking is right, then it's like, you're, why are you saying this? You might be you, responding you to some social media stuff that he saw that wasn't on the national media as uh, well. Very true. I mean, so it could be – but all he has to do is be better off the court because on the court we see the dude is fantastic. He's and if phenomenal. he can't – 
Hey, he should be able to. I, I, I don't even see but how yeah, in the world it's that he could. difficult. No, I know. Don't just don't play with guns. guns. Or don't play with anyone. guns. Yeah, but yeah. I just, I, 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 I don't know. I, the, I feel like we have, we, we have a bad tendency, and I don't want to be this guy today because everyone's seeming celebrating it. So maybe I'm off base. I will admit that. But we have a tendency at times to when a guy, for reasons totally unrelated to what he's great at, derails what he's great at. And then gets back to being what he's always been. Great at the thing he's great at. We're like, oh, things are going to be better. The problem was never whether or not John Morant could do what he did on the basketball court last night. It was never that. I didn't question when he comes back, is he still going to be good? Like, I, I, now I didn't think he was going to score 35 and have a buzzer beater in game one. That was pretty spectacular. I thought that he'd be a little rusty. Fantastic. But I don't, I don't necessarily view this as... Uh, story of overcoming obstacles, and I don't necessarily believe that the Grizzlies are going to be smooth sailing from here on out. I don't. Sorry, I know that's all not. we can do is wait and see. I know that's it's a it. bit of a downer. I was happy. Thanks, I- Mr. Wright. Back without here crashing. If you get a chance, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are gaining on Mr. Beast, and Lori said we should mention our TikTok. Oh, let's see it. Uh, Bud list. Coming up tomorrow, any budless candidates? That a lot think? of them. Okay. We talked about some of them today. Medals time. We're early in Warriors Celtics in the third. Jalen backing down Steph and then hits him with the too small for the bucket. From that point on, Steph scored, I believe, 20 points and the game winner. So. Yeah. And Joe Mazzula still hasn't called a timeout. Bronze medal, Giannis. Listen, I know Dame had 40, but Giannis had 16 assists. 11, 14, and 16 assists as he was gunning to get Dame a uh, points record. So good job, Giannis. I give him really the bronze into Dame's yeah, Giannis is Yeah, Giannis is into odd, somewhat arbitrary accolades, but he's into them. Silver medal, Chef Curry. One of the coolest game-winning shots ever. Yep. It, okay. What, coolest? All right, let me, I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna up the ante. About. I bet it's got top five highest arc of any game winner ever. Did you see how high that thing went? It almost hit the Cowboys thing, the, the scoreboard, the punt hit. Game winners yeah. ever? Yeah, cool. All right, so you got Dames waving goodbye. Those one. are playoffs, regular season only. <laughs> Gold medal, John Morant. Not top five coolest game winner ever. Pretty good. It might, it's not even the top. <laughs> John Morant. It's not the top game winner. I just thought it was in a cool session. shot. It had such a good All right, top five most parabolic. How about that? There it is. There's the medal stamp from last night in the association. Josh, wow. looks like you got an assignment for tonight. <laughs> Stay in late. Order yourself some pizza. Great news, everybody. If you love Aaron Rodgers practicing by himself, uh, he's back on the team. Activated. Schefter saying it's just so he can practice. He yeah. is dropping back. Uh, his Achilles is not 100%, but it's up him. Yeah. Uh, he won't play. No, he won't play. You like this? Call someone a job. Team but listen, I don't, I don't like it. I, you know who I want to hear from, Brew? I like it. I want, to hear for, I want to hear how this landed on the desk of Derwin James and Melissa Stark. Because in week 9 and 10, he told them both he was about to be back. He told Derwin James in week nine, give me a few weeks, so it's week 16. He told Melissa Stark he was targeting mid-December. We are at mid-December, mm-hmm. and now he's saying it was never realistic. So yeah. I'm just curious about that. But at least, hey, he gets to say he did it. So I'm happy for him and him alone, I suppose. I'm more positive about it. <laughs> I, I think it's great for the Jets. They got three games yeah. left that you know they don't feel like playing. And now you see the best player in franchise history. Wait, the best, here wait did you just call Aaron his... Rodgers the best player in franchise history? He's not. He plays four snaps. Yeah, he's way better. Speak. Than